You're watching Profile Pod TV with Double A. And always remember to take it easy. What's up, everyone? Double A back for another episode of the Profile Pod. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, this one is a very special episode because this is a, uh, we brought in a young lady. She's an entrepreneur. She hails out of St. Louis, Missouri, now in the Los Angeles area. And she's running three successful businesses. She started at the tender age of 13, 13 years old. And she had no money. She had, you know, limited resources, but she had a dream and she had goals and she had ideas and she had ambition at that time. And she just went for it. And um, you're going to hear all about her story, how she, you know, she was able to progress and grow and expand. And now she's got, again, three businesses and and doing her thing, and she's a professional speaker on the circuit, she, where she goes and talks and talks to young uh, youngsters out there in junior high, high school, and and she visits the schools, and she talks about how she how she was able to overcome obstacles and and her journey and and um, pursuing her dreams. So she's a really really great, just a great inspiration, down downright inspir- inspirational person, and so I think you're gonna enjoy this one. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I'm Double A, your host, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. And don't forget to follow, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We'll see you next time on the Profile Pod. And always remember to take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Profile Pod. I'm your host, Double A, back for another spectacular episode of the pod. We have another great one in store for you. We have another amazing guest. This young lady is doing big things in entrepreneurship, in the real world, man. So she's doing, uh, in the business world, I should say. Before we get into our our, uh, episode and before we bring her on, uh, just want to remind you to, to like, follow, share, subscribe on youtube want to thank everybody for all the love all the support every um everything you guys have shown man i really appreciate it so uh, let's continue to build let's continue to create unity and community and build each other up so just wanted to mention that Uh, this is the podcast that brings out individuals doing extraordinary things in life to bring uh, uh to inspire the human spirit and like i mentioned man this guest our guest tonight is doing just that and above and beyond she hails out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri, originally, now in the Los Angeles area, doing big things with her businesses. She's an activist. She's a professional speaker, among many other things. She's going to talk us talk to us all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Major Slusher. Major, what's up? What's up? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so blessed to be here. Be no doubt about it. No, thank you. Of course, it, it, you know we finally got this in. We're we're here. <laughs> yes, uh, it, finally. It, it came to fruition. Finally, thank goodness. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, no. I, I I again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. How have you been? What's going on? I, you just had a birthday. Happy belated birthday. Thank you, thank you. I've been great. Um, 
I've been working a lot, but I would say this last past week I've had off with my birthday. It was like crazy. I, I thought I was having the worst birthday ever, and then it turned into like the best. So I was happy about that. <laughs> How about I, you? How have you been? I, I've been good. I've been good. Just, you know, busy, uh, you know, family life, uh, pot, you know, just uh, trying to stay productive. Just trying to get to your level, level oh, Major. Oh, my God, no. No, <laughs> how the kids? I'm sorry? I said, how are the kids? Oh, they're just driving me crazy, you know, <laughs> but they're good. That's a good thing, though. They're... Always a great thing. They're supposed to be driving your, you crazy. Right? That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, thank you for asking. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, no, I saw you were, you were in Malibu. I saw you... You know, doing uh, man, that, was, that was a really nice place wherever you were at. Uh, Thank I, I saw you. it on your Instagram. Yes, post. um, it was um a rental, a rental home. It was amazing. When I say amazing, so much square over seven thousand square feet. I didn't even get to see the whole thing. I feel like, but um, definitely a great birthday for me. I always take my birthday like very, very serious because I remember times where. I wasn't able to do much on my birthday. So now I like treat it like it's a wedding every year and it's it's pretty ridiculous. So after this year, I told myself I'm done with that. I feel like I had enough great birthdays now. Yeah. Uh, um, I, you know, I, I, now I'm, I'm kind of getting older, Major. Uh, and so I, I'm going to start celebrating my birthdays, damn it. <laughs> Please do. I mean, it's another year. You're you're really celebrating yourself. I think people don't understand that. They're like, oh, it's another day. I'm like, no, not everyone get the opportunity to wake up the next day. So when you think of it like that, you're like, well, okay, let me at least buy myself a cake or something. Let me do something. Yeah, you know, no doubt. I might have to get your uh, that referral of wherever you were at. I might do that. Do it your way this year with the Malibu and the rental and all that. <laughs> yes, I just wanted a different scenery. I knew I wanted to be in Malibu, and um, it was about an hour drive from me. So I'm like, okay, let's do a rental home with nice views where we can just escape. And my two other friends came with me, and it was it, it was a little bit of amazing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No, you guys look like you had a lot of fun. Man, and uh, well, that's, that's great, Major. I mean, you got... Uh, you got a lot, a lot of things going on. I want to, you know, jump into it. And but you, 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 uh, you grew up in the Show Me State, right? The great state mm -hmm. of Missouri. Yes, Missouri. St. Louis, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, three one four for sure. Yeah, representing definitely. Are you a big uh, sports girl? You know, Cardinals. Uh, um, I blues. actually had like um a mental health project I was working with that we were collab with the Cardinals and they gave us like the best treatment in the world. So I would say I'm not a sports girl, but I love the Cardinals and what they do in the community and the funding that they give back to the mental health awareness. So definitely want to give them a big shout out for that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That, that's a class organization. I'm a, I'm a, even though I'm a big Dodgers fan, I'll, I'll give them a, I'll give oh, them yeah, a shout I heard out. A lot about the Dodgers also. <laughs> I don't I don't think they have anything on the Cardinals, but hey, I, I don't know much. I don't want I don't want people to stop watching just from what I said. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I hear you. No, they 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 have had their battles, you know. They had their battles, so but we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. And uh but yeah, you know what what, what was tell us a little bit about growing up in, in St. Louis. Were you born and raised or were you there a short period of time before you moved away or so I was born and raised in St. Louis my whole life. Um, 
Berkeley to be exact, uh, a lot of different places, probably everywhere in St. Louis, every area you can think of. But I mean, I mean, it's it's something, you know, everybody's like, how's St. Louis? A lot of people in Los Angeles, they're like, how's St. Louis? And I'm like, oh, it's something, you know, so I never realized so many people don't even know what um, St. Louis is here. You know, they're like, oh, I never heard of it. You know, so it's so funny. But um, yeah, I was born and raised there, you know got a lot of life experiences from there I would say I wouldn't change a thing I'm happy from where I'm from because it taught me so much about life and different you know types of people so to go from there to here it was like the best transition because you I feel like I, I know so much about life already definitely definitely and, and how how old or, or when did you move out to uh, California from, from Missouri I, I moved to California when I was what 19 I'm 21 now so I've been here about two years um I I I don't want to look back I love it and when I did want to move to another city I was thinking about Houston a lot like six months ago and I was I I always like to hang out at the W and I remember I was talking to like a random real estate investor and I was like what what you know would you move to Houston where would you move where's another place besides Los Angeles would you move and he told me straight up and he said there's not another place you would want to live than California <laughs> and I was like you serious and he was like yes Los Angeles is the best place he was like most of everybody you would meet in the United States will want to move here so why would you leave and I was like you know what you're right so ever since then I have not thought about leaving I've just been thinking about making LA even more home than it already is yeah you know it's a great place to I mean we can't beat the weather here uh you know, you could surf or ski in the same day if you want. You know. <laughs> no, definitely. Big Bear. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, you got desert, you got city, you got mountains, uh, you know. But uh, a lot of driving, definitely. Yeah, if you like traffic, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the place to be if you like traffic. Yeah, I don't know who likes traffic, but uh, but no, that's, that's great. So you've been out here two years. Gosh, that, I would have expected... You know, you've been here longer. You've, I mean, you've done so much already. Um, talk, let's talk about your 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 business, your business ventures. You're um, you're an entrepreneur. Um, you, you, Design me a donut is also an organization mm-hmm. that you have. Um, talk a little bit about uh, Veramel and and uh, Major Beauty House, which are your two businesses, correct? Yes. So um, Major Beauty House, I would like to say, is the reason that I'm here. If it wasn't for me opening my salon back home in my city, I would have never got to a point to where I just wanted to just take the leap so soon. Now, I always dreamed of living in California um, growing up, but I never would have thought I would have did it so soon. If it wasn't for me opening my salon at such an early age and feeling so established where I was, I wouldn't have just took the leap. I was like, hey, there there has to be so much more for me. So um, I started off a clothing designer when I was 13. I founded my first business, Faramel, um, my clothing line, and I just went hard with it. I didn't have any money, but I had a dream and it it took me places I can't even imagine. I was renting um, dance studios and hosting casting calls and things like that. Literally 13 years old, no help just I had ideas I was making the flyers on my phone I was going to Walgreens to print the tickets and it's so funny because I was printing the tickets on like um picture paper not actual like ticket paper it was like a picture 
it was, I, didn't, I didn't know any better. But um, I was going around <laughs> selling it. And, you know, after years of doing it, building networks and connections in my city and just continuously meeting women from doing these fashion events and raising money to do them, um, it led me to having a huge clientele to start doing lashes. And it definitely changed my world. After five years of doing it, I opened up a salon and... I feel like I don't even know who that girl was before that, honestly. It changed my whole horizon and my whole mindset. Wow. 13? <laughs> 13 years old. That's, that's impressive. I mean. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You're, you're welcome. I mean, at, at that age, I, I mean, I know myself, I'm thinking about, you know, guys, just doing, getting my homework done and, <laughs> and you know, who playing Little League Baseball or, you know, I know. Uh, what was it for you that kind of, what was the catalyst for you, Major? I think, honestly, it was just not having those options. I was definitely a child who wanted to do things like that. I remember I wanted to be in dance class, and I had a bunch of friends that were doing that, and step, and cheerleading. And I mean, I did cheerleading for a while, but nothing brought fire into me like having my own business, like running, having like control, I guess. I don't know. It, like when I would host a casting call, everybody's like looking for me and they're like, wow, this is her clothes and she made this. It just gave me a thrill that nothing else gave me. And I didn't care how I needed to get it done. I was going to figure it out. So my biggest thing was fundraisers. And I had a few real jobs, I'll say. Um, I worked, uh, my first job was in the flea market. I was selling CDs for this man for 50 cents. He was paying me $50 a day to do it. He was making like $2,000 a day off of selling CDs. I, I've never seen anything like it. And it trained me. Like all my little jobs trained me for what I wanted to do. So I would just say what it was for me was not having the option to really like be a child. I wanted to make money. That was my main thing. When you don't have anybody to go and ask, could you even get $10? You're like, hey, what's my idea? And when you start making the money, you start liking it. I feel like it doesn't have an age limit on that feeling, you know? So even when you're young, you're like, wow, okay, I can make money by myself. What? And you just run with it and you wow. forget about, you know, other things. That yeah, that's 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 awesome. That's awesome. I mean, you always hear about uh, you know, entrepreneurs starting later on in life, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's I think that's more common, but you know, occasionally you'll hear a story like yourself where mm -hmm. you started early, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, like as yourself, you know, that that's uh you know, we're were your parents supportive? Did you have what kind of support system did you have as far as family, friends, and stuff like that at that age? I would say um, when I first started my business, the hardest thing for me starting a business early was probably not having that support. Not even having even when I started doing brows, I would say about three of my friends let me practice on them endlessly, and they kept telling me, "You know, you're doing great," but. Other than that, nobody else in my family wanted me to do their lashes and brows, which I mean, I get it. I wasn't that good starting off, but um, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just want people to be that guinea pig. But I would say, you know, it wasn't much of any. And that's what make my story significant. That's what make me actually go for what I do as much as I do, because I just want to be that light to another little girl that was like me, that had a dream and wanted people to listen I remember um, I would try to tell my mom my ideas and she would say, I don't have money to listen to other people's ideas. And that those words stuck with me for life. She said it one time and I remember it like it was yesterday and I was crushed 
but it didn't stop me. And as a young child, that could really stop you. That can make you say, you know what, forget it. But I didn't care. I just remember how much I pictured a life for myself. I wanted luxury. You know, I wanted things that I never was able to see. I was tired of going to school and seeing other people have things I couldn't have. So I would say not having support just didn't stop me. I would say I have it now. I have a lot of it, like a, a whole busload, even, um, you know, rekindled relationships with my parents. But, you know, starting off, it was it was none of that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's. Um, so, you, yeah. You, so you, you said you mentioned you learned a lot of lessons, uh, you know, working with the flea market, all those, those jobs, those um what were what was some of the main lessons that you learned coming up, you know, during that that time major, you know, working at the flea market, selling the CDs. Um, talk about some of those lessons that, that you apply now to this day in your businesses, in your entrepreneurship. I would say um number one is treat people right, you know. And I say that because when I work these places, I remember how low I felt, you know, even though I was doing it, everybody thought I was underqualified because how old I was. And it, it, it used to eat at me. And I would be like, but I know, I know I can do this. Like, even though they would hire me, I feel like this is looking at me like a little girl, you know, and when I finally blossomed to a point so young, you know, those same people would turn around and they want to collab and work again, in which I always would have love for giving me that opportunity. But I always think, you didn't see this for me. You didn't. You know, you didn't think I was qualified for this. And I can't blame you because nobody's obligated to see that vision, you know, but you and God, I'm very spiritual. So I feel like he, he believed in me and that's all that matters. But treat people right because you never know what they will become. You know, everybody, even younger girls that I mentor or like that are around me, or even if I feel like they're completely, you know, not qualified in the moment, they're qualified to me because you never know who this person truly is. I always say it's so many billionaires living in the projects. They don't even know their own potential yet. I feel like we're all born with that seed. And until you, you really dig deep into yourself and understand your purpose, you can sleep on that forever. Wow. Definitely. No, you got, yeah. I mean, no, no one's going to want to do business with, you know, an a-hole, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. I, I learned so many lessons though. Um, that was probably the most significant because so many people I hear when they start businesses or want to start something, they talk about the support and they talk about, you know, people not believing in them and all of this. And it's just a whole bunch of excuses in my eyes. So I feel like the number one thing, if, if you have people around you, just treat them right. You know, definitely treat them right. Don't underestimate anybody ever because those same people it, it, it's like law of life those same people it always turns around 360 they're either going to need you again or want an opportunity or want to be around you treat them right treat everybody right and give them that same opportunity give that them that information don't withhold any information just like put yourself out there i feel like it's a big lesson I, I, I learned from it. learning um working with other people early definitely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, Major, can you do me a favor? Can you put the mic a little bit closer to, to your mm -hmm. to your mouth, to your face? There you go. Okay. Can you hear me now? There you go. That's better. That's better. Uh, how much did how much did did fear play into it at all? I mean, at such a young age for you, or I mean, you were gung ho. You're all be fear. Was that a non factor for you as far as fear itself? 
such a funny question because I was just in the car on my way here thinking like, you're never scared of anything. Why? <laughs> but no, the, I honestly feel like that's one of my strong suits. I'm never like scared, even when I should be. I'm not scared. So when I was young, I seen so much happening around me. Like, what? Growing up in St. Louis is crazy. I can't even describe it. So it takes a lot of like, it takes a lot out of you to where you're not really scared of much. But me, I was like different. I would just go to venues by myself. I would Uber around. I was so young, just like Ubering to meet random people that I looked up on the internet, random venues and things. I didn't care. My first fashion show was in Fenton, Missouri, and I lived in St. Louis. Anybody that is in Missouri, they're going to say, wow, that's a that's a bit of a stretch. It's about, a what, 45 minutes to an hour away. And I was so young and I found it. I didn't really know the distance, but just thinking of it, I didn't care how far it was going to be. You know, it was the cheapest venue I could find. It looked nice. Hey, I'm going and I'm carrying on. I don't care if I'm 13. So I just, and it carried on with me now to the point me moving to California, I had never been here before, ever, ever visited here before I moved here. I found my apartment online. I did a virtual tour and I just jumped, shipped my car and jumped on out here. Now, honestly, if I could have planned a little bit more process with it, that would have been a smarter idea. But I honestly am a true believer of everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. So I wouldn't change a thing. No. I just have a lot of faith. I don't. That's why I'm not fearful, I would say. No, that's 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 great. You know, I, I think that's uh, you, you know, your story. You can take so many lessons from your story, so many nuggets. You know, from your story mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. You know, those people out there that that want to make that jump, that are aspiring entre- entrepreneurs, or they're in it now, and they're maybe they're struggling. They're 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 going through some challenging times. Um, what uh, what would you say, major is is key to um to start you know to starting a business what 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 are some what advice would you give to that person you know who's looking to start a business and they, they don't know where to start right because yeah you, you, there's a lot of people that they, they just don't know where to start mm-hmm. what's that what are those first key steps that they got to take you know i would say um organization and structure i would say Patience. I was very, very impatient when I first started my business. It was bad, actually. It was really, really, really bad. I I just used to take leaps. I used to waste money. I used to, I had no, I had no idea how to run a business. I was completely like terrible. But that's because I've never seen anybody do it. I was probably like the first entrepreneur in my family. I don't, I, I have no idea. If I wasn't, then they're somewhere far deep in the family. <laughs> but um, I, I had no idea. I didn't know what to do. So I was just taking a leap. And a lot of things that steps I made was things I seen off of social media or things I heard other people doing that probably wasn't even a good idea. You know, not businesses that I should be looking up to. You know, I feel like understanding your target audience is a big, big idea in running a business also because it changes the whole dynamic of what you're doing. You know, so many licenses and trademarks and things I didn't know that I needed at the time. I didn't know about business credit. These things are very, very fundamental when running a company. You know, when you want to see longevity in it, not just when you want to do it just to do it to make a quick dollar. It's the difference between a hustle and a business. So I feel like my beginning years, I've been, what, an entrepreneur for about seven, eight years. But I feel like, honestly, 
I was hustling most of the time. So I feel like I just became an entrepreneur a few years ago when I started getting a little bit more structure and organization. I feel like with more money becomes more knowledge also. Because we're just making petty money, but you feel like it's a lot. You don't really care. You're not holding any value. But when you start making real income, and I'm talking six figures, you're going to start, hey, let me get a buckle down on what I'm doing. What do I want to go with this? And when you start getting into investments, everything starts to make sense. So for a person starting a business, I say jump into that early on. Save yourself the hassle of coming back around years later off stupid mistakes. I think one of my biggest mistakes, I started my business, like I said, 13. I didn't make an LLC until I was about to get my salon. I didn't know I needed that. An LLC, something so simple, something that is probably $50 or something that is probably free in some states. I didn't have because I lacked the knowledge of how important that was for a business. You can't even make a business account without it. You know, like it, 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 it's just small stuff like that that people overlook just because they want to make a dollar. It's so many people that feel like they're CEOs, but really you're just getting your feet wet. And that's okay. But understand these things early, you know. And L- yeah, Alice. And you said, how long did it take you to uh, start up your LLC? <laughs> I would say um, I got it, what, the week before I opened my salon? That's a very long time far away from me having been an entrepreneur. And I remember people were telling me for years, he got an LLC. I'm like, oh, I don't need one of those. And it's so funny because when I see people start businesses now, I see a lot of girls when they start a business, the first thing they post is their LLC. And they're like, oh, it, it, it's I'm so happy. And then six months later, you don't really see them doing anything much. And I, I always say like, wow, when you lack certain steps, you that's because you're so focused on just getting it going, the process. But some people who are like to the T, do everything by the book, they're not even as serious. I see it all the time, even with doing um, lash classes, like state to state. I, would, I used to always travel and do different lash classes in different states. I would see some girls, they would go and order like every lash supply I tell them in the class. They have a whole stocked up shelf. They have the bed. They have different fans. They have all these different options. But then it's the girl that barely has any supplies that just have what I included in the kit that goes the hardest with it, that wants it the most. I feel like people that like the resources really take it in a bit more. So that's just what I've noticed from seeing people start businesses. Wow. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, and what, what was, um, what, what's, talk about one of your biggest challenges, one of your biggest hurdles, major, thus far, you know, or throughout your career, throughout your experience with with your businesses, um, talk about one of them and, and, and how did you overcome the, that hurdle, that challenge? I would say um, my salon, oh my gosh, I wanted to die. When I got to a point, this is something I haven't even had a chance, chance to talk about with my audience, so it's really nice. But um, it was about last year, me living in California and trying to run a salon, completely insane idea, not gonna lie. Now, when I first began to do it, people warned me. They were like, how are you gonna do that? Why would you leave your business so fast? I think my salon was only open about, what, four or five months before I moved to California, which I highly don't recommend anybody to do that. Now, thank Jesus, he had took me to a point to where I've survived it, but I was going through a mental breakdown because I was not prepared that, you know, that was not, a smart idea as an entrepreneur at all. But 
since my life path is different and maybe that was meant for me, it worked for me, but I would not recommend that at all, you know, um, because a lot of people aren't strong enough to overcome the things that it hit me with, you know, from a financial standpoint, also not knowing how expensive California was and managing everything. It was a lot. I had to literally make more money. (laughs) That's what it took. I had to make more (laughs) money. That's all it took. But honestly, just to say that, you know, and to do it is just a completely different thing. So it took me a while to like get in the loop of making money in LA. It took me a while to do that. So at first I was like, whoo, it was, it was hard paying multiple rents and, um, just managing people and trying to build my speaking career while also managing a full team of what it was like 10 girls when I first moved away and I had to keep replacing people. It was, it was difficult, but what I concluded was I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I just could not do it. Like I tried everything. I tried managers. It it was like, that's not the role I wanted to play. I feel like in business, you have to establish what role you want to play or you're just not going to be good at it. Um, unless you really push yourself to do it. And I just didn't have the time. So what I did was I ended up subleasing my salon to a hairstylist so that she can run in and do her own thing and things like that. And it was honestly, at first I was depressed about it because I felt like the whole vision I had for my salon was doomed. Everything I talked about on the news, everything in the newspaper, when I first opened my salon, this is not what I said, but it was. It was exactly what I said. It just happened in a different way that I didn't see coming because me putting her in there, that was me passing down the torch to another girl that, that that started just like me, that has a dream, but has the time and that is there. So, you know, I still am able to oversee it and things like that, but it's better the way it is. It's better the way it is. I love it the way it <laughs> is now. I feel like I could wake up and just think about what I'm going to do. I don't have to wake up and think about what 10 other girls are doing. I don't have to hear the gossip. It's a lot working with women, you know, of just different emotions. It's crazy, especially being so young and everybody that was mostly there was older. So they just felt like, why we got to listen to her? Like, it was just a lot. Just the smallest thing you could say can get misconstrued when a person felt like you're somewhere they want to be, but not understanding. You're preparing them for it. You can be here. Literally, we can all, we can... People don't understand it's all possible, you know? So it's just so much that went into it, and I feel free. I feel good. But when it was first happening, I, I went through a bad depression. I had to get a therapist. It was really bad. I felt like my dreams was over. But now I feel like I'm just getting started. Again, yeah. a new version of me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No doubt, no doubt. Now, you have, do you have a, are your uh one or two of them online? Or do you? No, um, no. One is online. That's Veramel, a clothing store. It's okay. online. And then do you have a brick and mortar out here? Hmm? In, in California? Do you have a brick and mortar in California? For Veramel? Or for your uh, one of your businesses? Or, a, or any of your businesses? No. You, or, so so Veramel is the online business. And the then, major uh, beauty houses in store. Major Beauty House is a store. Mm-hmm. Now, now, is that where's that located? Is that in California or Missouri? Well, the storefront is actually in Missouri, but I'm opening in a storefront here that oh. I announced for my birthday. Yes. When, when is that coming? I'm sorry. I announced it for my birthday. Now, when I want to actually open it, I say, give me like. Give me like two months or something. Jeez. Okay. 
Oh. No, I would say, I would say, give me two months for sure. I've been working on it for a while. Um, the honestly, the only thing that's taking a while right now is the construction part of it. Okay. Now, now but, do you have a location? I'm sorry. Yeah, definitely have a location. Have it secured. I just have to basically bring my vision to life. You know, I wanted to do suites now. I don't want to do like an open floor plan. So I feel like it's going to be an upgraded version of what Major Beauty House was into what it is now. It, okay. And where's it? I'm sorry, where, where where will that be located? Um, What is that area? Torrance. Oh, Torrance. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the harbor harbor area, I think that's South Bay. Yeah. Nice. That's a nice area. Thank you. Love yeah. That area. I'm excited about that. I'm going to be dropping the whole vlogging process, but I feel like right now, I just want to do it right. I feel like I rushed everything. When I opened my first salon, it only took me a month to open up. I gave myself one month to open up. And I didn't really get to design it how I wanted it to be. I remember I wanted marble floors. I wanted so many things that I just didn't do because I was so anxious to open it. But now I feel like I'm giving myself a process. I want my second run to be the best run. A business of just, like I said, longevity is my main thing right now. Mm. No doubt. Well, that's that's impressive, Major. Thank you. I mean, what you've done thus far. I mean, you're less, you're, I'm sorry, you don't have to tell me how old you are, but you're less. You're younger than thirty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. So, what <laughs> inspires you now, then, Major? Talk about some of your 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 major inspirations now. Uh, what you know? Why? You know, what keeps that fire burning? What inspires you? Um, I would say where I am. Every time I walk out of my house, I I, I see stuff that I'm like, wow. It humbles me. It humbles me, especially when I go on Rodeo. I'm like, wow, this is really people's lives. Like, this isn't a joke. Like, <laughs> things I would have never seen where I'm from. It shows me every day it's possible. Like, this is normal. This is, like, a normal life for some people. And I think, like, I have to be in that 1%. So that's honestly my everyday motivation. I feel like your environment is key. Another thing... Um, what I do to keep myself motivated, because sometimes I do get lazy. Not like lazy, lazy, but like Complacent. extra comfortable where I am. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I go in my old phone. I keep an old little phone because I used to have a little iPhone 6 that was so broke. Um, anybody that knows me know this is a true story. It's so funny. To make it work, I would have to squeeze it together to type and text people. And I would just walk around with it all the time. And everybody's like, when are you going to get a new phone? When are you going to? I'm like, oh, I don't need a new phone. I don't need. <laughs> but anyway, I keep it. And I go look at my old memories, my old text message, everything, my old everything. When I get sad or just get to a point where I'm like, what am I doing? And it reminds me of who I was. And I, I like completely shocked. It doesn't feel like me. It doesn't feel like I typed this. I wrote this. I did this. I took these pictures. I was with these people. I was doing this. Like, it's a it's a shock, and it keeps me motivated to keep going because I want to look at myself now and feel the same way again. Like, who was that girl? Uh, I love that because it shows me I'm growing. And um, growth is important, especially when you're growing at a fast pace, I like to say. When you can look at yourself even two months ago and say, wow, I don't think like that anymore. I feel like that's the most amazing thing in the world. And that's my motivation. That's my inspiration. I'm out here by myself, so I feel like, it's not much I can say like, oh, you know, 
a child or something. I don't have that. So I feel like my motivation is just what it's self-motivated. You know, I have to find things to keep myself pushing because it's easy to get comfortable when you feel like a lot of people get here and feel like, this is it. You made it, girl. No, I'm not even close. I'm not even close. This is just, I want to look back at this interview six months from now. Not even a year. I'll give myself six months from now and say, wow, life is getting good. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, now you're you're out here by yourself. You got all your family still back home in Missouri. Uh, yeah, but actually, I do have my dad here. Um, we didn't really we didn't talk too much before I moved out here, but now we we talk more often. We've built a good relationship now. Um, he he's definitely helped me a lot being out here. You know, I helped him. You know, I got him a little spot that he loves to death. Um, I saw that. So yeah, we've been we've been definitely rekindling a good relationship, but it's crazy because I always think to myself, if I wouldn't have came here, would I have this? You know? And I just feel like it doesn't matter. Because you just gotta go with the motions of life and just be grateful for what comes. So yeah. I'm just happy for experiences, I would say. Definitely. Major, what does that feel like to get your your parent, one of your parents or your dad, his own place. What is that? What is, talk about that. What that feels like? Because I would love to do that for my parents. You know, my mom. It was like I was smiling ear to ear because he was so happy. Like he was so happy, and I've been trying to do that since I first moved out here and we start building a friendship. Because I was so happy to like have you know my dad. Like I didn't have that growing up. I was just happy to have it. So to be able to hang with him all the time and stuff. Yeah, we always, like, bump heads all the time because I feel like, you know, we're still getting to know each other even more after all the years of not being together. But it's it's pretty cool. You know, my mom calls me every now and then. Now we get to talk more. These are things I didn't have at all when I lived in St. Louis. I didn't, I didn't talk to my mom much. I kind of, like, resented her for a long time. And I, I feel like as far as I climb in life, I just forgive now we're at a good point. Like, if people see me and my parents now, like, the way I'm on the phone with them and how I post them, people that don't know me that just start following me or something, they would feel like, oh, my gosh, she's been close with them her whole life. They would never guess my story. And I feel like that's what make me so significant because people wouldn't guess it. I don't wear it on my sleeve. I don't talk about it unless someone asks, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it feels great to have been able to do that. Because I remember I couldn't even get my own stuff a house. I thought my first, my first house was going to be so ran down and... In, in a mess. I didn't care. I was still happy and looking forward to it. But it just shows me like, wow, you're really able to do this. It's, it's unbelievable sometimes, but I don't really think about what I do to years later, I would say. Yeah. Well, that's good Good for you. You know, you, you, your relationships got stronger with your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now and, and stronger than they were back then. You know, that's that's a, I think that's a great thing. You know? I feel like people got to learn to forgive. It's really hard to do so, though, because you you carry it with you so long and you it's a comfort zone to um, just lay on when you do something wrong in life. You say, oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's because I went through this or this person did this to me. It could have been 10 years ago. You're just going to use it every time you do something wrong or you're just not moving right in life. It's a comfort for people to blame what happened to them. But yeah. it's an excuse and it, it, it it's it's pathetic. 
And I'm only saying that because I got through it. I'm not saying it to judge. I'm just saying I was that person. Every single thing I did wrong in life, I would blame it. Because I didn't have my mom and I was by myself. And come on now, it's getting old. Like it's getting old. We're getting old. You got to literally retrain your mindset and just move how you want to move, not based on what happened to you. So I feel good. I do. Because I'm no longer doing that. And that's that's what I always did. It took a lot of news flash for me, though, um, to just forgive. I feel like so many people hold on to just their childhood traumas. They can be 60 years old. They're still holding on to something that grandma did to them who didn't show up to the graduation. Let it go. It's over. Recreate those memories with something better. Definitely. No, I, I love that. I love that. Now, you're also a speaker. You get paid to speak, mm-hmm. correct? Um uh, Talk about how you got into that, you know, public speaking and what types of events you you, you speak at. Yes. So my main thing is schools. Um, oh, my gosh. I feel like that's the highlight of my life. I'm not going to lie. Being a speaker at schools, highlight of my life. To see so many girls that remind me of myself in a seat I was sitting in not even so long ago was like, wow, this was, I hated school. I thought it was a distraction from my career. I remember I had a little yellow notebook. For years, I would just every day write in my notebook, write in my notebook. Well, I had a few notebooks, but um, the one I remember the most is the yellow one. I write my dreams. Everything I'm doing now is actually in those notebooks. I can go back and read it. I was like manifesting it, not even realizing it. Uh, wow. Everything I wanted, move to Los Angeles, do this. Now, it was, it was like I was putting 30 years old, not knowing how fast it was going to come. But I was doing this all throughout class. Really, really, really not good. But while class is going, I'm just writing down what I'm going to do, how I'm going to get a salon, how I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do it, how much money I need to do it. So I would say I was manifesting and not even realizing it. Um, wow. It's crazy. It really is really crazy when I think about it, but it, it happened that way. And school, speaking in schools bring the life into me. It brings the life into me to see those kids like scream my name. They don't even know me. But they just feel so motivated. They feel like they can do it. And most of the schools I speak in are low-income low areas in St. Louis. And it's, it saddens me sometimes because to see how much the parents don't care, it shows me my story is significant. Yeah. But it's so many more people going through this situation, and that's exactly why I moved to Los Angeles. I didn't move here to just have an expensive lifestyle. I moved here because I felt like I can really take what I'm doing to the next level. I feel like if you make it in Los Angeles, you can make it anywhere. It's the hardest place. Especially when you have a dream because there's so many people walking around you dreaming. Why not them? Why you? So you got to wake up every day and show why you, why it should be you. So, um, you know, speaking in schools is a great thing for me. I got into that because I connected with um, my mentor back in St. Louis, I would say a few years back. He he helped me a lot. He um he was a motivational speaker. He's like mid 40s or early 40s or something around that, I would uh-huh. say. Um, he's been speaking a lot. He had a significant story as well. And he he took me under his wing. Like I was like his little protege. We did all our speeches together, New York, different cities, you know. Um, all Most of the schools in the St. Louis area we have done also. And then I branched off and started doing it myself, you know, getting in schools myself and kind of doing my own management. But I still work with him. Um, I just kind of wanted to go my own way and kind of figure it out, but definitely still connected. Got into a lot of amazing big projects with speaking because of him. So 
such a great, and I got it all on my um, page, you know, always tagging them, always showing that love to people who have helped me throughout the way. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're, you're, you're basically talking about, you know, inspiring these, these young youngsters in, in the schools. Uh, is that where you, you're kind of the, the motivational speaker going into the schools? Talk, yeah, so with the about these topics? it's actually like a workshop. So I go with the younger crowd, what I do with like kids that are in first, second grade, I do like a workshop and I give them plain glazed donuts and they get toppings and things like that. Now they get to explore different um, career activities also, but the main thing is they decorate those plain glazed donuts. And it's like a subliminal message for the toppings. It's the resources I'm installing them to become the best version of themselves. It's kind of like the overview of how I started my organization. I started doing that in a lot of um, like pre-K schools and things like that, but moving up to high school, middle school level, is where I got into the nitty gritty of like, hey, this is, let's start talking about now what we're going to do. Let's start starting a business. And not everyone's made to be an entrepreneur. I would say probably about 90% of those people I talk to will probably never even walk the path, which is sadly statistics and data. But if I can be a voice to kind of up the percentage over the years, that's what I want to do. Definitely. And show people the odds aren't really against them. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's beautiful. Yeah, have you done that out here? Or is, 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 as yes, far as I have. Now, I haven't done any schools out here. I've done more adult speaking events. Most of the events I've done out here is um, adult speaking events. I would say one of my best one I did was in Beverly Hills at a, uh, what is it? It was um, a charity fundraising event, but it was like Gatsby thing. It's on my page, amazing speech. It's actually filmed. It, it was a whole nother crowd for me. Um, different races of people, you know, that I've never spoke to before. Um, different caliber of people, just, you know, I would say more established, a more established crowd of people who are probably already entrepreneurs and already have great things going for themselves that I was speaking to. That's not usually my crowd. So I was really nervous. I would say I was really, really nervous, but they loved it. They were like, wow. Um, <laughs> how did you get here? Like, like, wow, like, this is crazy. And I yeah. got a lot of love and a lot of support. Um, whole nother audience for me and, and great. And it showed me I can really do it. I was really scared about it. I was like, wow, they're going to like it. Are they going to be able to relate to what I'm saying? You know, this doesn't sound like something they've ever heard before, but they loved it and they wanted to hear more and give me more plugins to other events. And it helped. Wow. No, that's uh that's great. That's great. Thank so, you. Um, being a mentor and you know, a source of inspiration and, and motivating the youth, man. That's that's just a special thing, you know. Thank you. Um, you're also an activist, right? And that's what uh, uh Design the Donut is all about, correct? Yes, yes. I've done I've done um What did I do out here? I did um, a street speech and a food giveaway for the homeless on Skid Row. It was part of my activist movement. And I had these big speakers that I rented that you could hear my voice like blocks up the road. I remember how hard it was to get that. I was like losing my mind, but I knew how I wanted Once I have a vision for something, it has to go like how I envision it. It was amazing. I had people walking down the street, you know, um, less fortunate women that were walking down the street and was like, wow, Who's the lady on the big speaker? 
can you play her again? And they were just playing my speeches and people were stopping and cars were honking. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. It was everything. It was, (laughs) that was probably like the best thing of my career. It made me just go hard for it. Like I love the community on Skid Row. You know, I've connected with, I've actually did an interview on the guy. He actually made a church out of tents and spare items on the sidewalk his name is pastor blue shout out to him he definitely um like runs the skid row community area he actually lives on the um you know the tent sidewalk area also but he is a great influential guy and he lived a long life and he will tell you if you gave him the option to get a home right now he would not do it that's not what he would use his money for he just wants to use his money to give back to the people that live in the community it's like a really inspiring um it really inspiring guy and just way to think also, you know, outside of the box, something that the average person would never think of. You just sit and you're like, wow, you know, for a person to love life, love other people's lives more than themselves. But it's not that he's unhappy. He's, he's happy with himself. He just has a whole nother way of thinking about life. And it's amazing. And it's brought up on love. And we did, um, I dropped a speech called Bring Love Back. And I did an interview on him to kind of promote it and campaign it. And it was great. So to sit and listen to, you know, what he has to say was amazing. Well, Major, so you also give back and you do philanthropy. And, you know, so you, you're, you're, you got your hands in a lot of stuff, and that's a beautiful thing. That's that's. I, I mean, try. Like the whole, what's that? I said I try. I try anything to really push the movement. Join the girl boss movement is my movement, but I feel like I'm transitioning it every month. <laughs> but join the girl boss movement is like what I started with for women and girls that remind me of me. But I feel like now it's transitioning to like a global thing. I had a guy reach out to me today via DM and he's like, hey how can I join the Girl Boss Movement, your um, mentorship program, but I'm a guy. And I'm like, wow, you want to, you want to join? You don't, you don't care. It's called join the Girl Boss Movement. So I'm like, <laughs> wow, okay. I need to transition this thing. It's getting a little bit bigger than I thought. And yeah. I love that. Right now I have about 30 mentees. My goal is like millions of girls, but I want a big organization foundation like Girls Inc. and things like that. But we're starting, we're starting off. Well, that's great. That's great. And speaking of goals, Major, what? Tell us a little bit about you know what what are your goals here? Uh, maybe six months, and and then the big picture, you know, long term goals as well. Yeah, I would say, well, six months from now, that's hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> but six months from now, I definitely want to have a different home, <laughs> a different car. Those are like stuff that don't matter. But um, I love what I have, but I always like constantly like get tired of looking at it and want to upgrade and want to do something different. But as far as my business, six yeah. months from now, where do I see myself? I want to be signed in L.A. to a talent agency to where I'm consistently getting um, speeches at different schools and at different events without me having to do the legwork myself. That's part of the biggest reason why I moved here. I haven't found one yet. It's a bit harder here really hard um but i know what happened for me and i have faith of that i definitely want to do a few more gift back projects in six months also um another street speech definitely i've been talking about that 
Um, and I want to drop a like a, another virtual ebook. That's six oh. months for me. Six months is like, it's like blah because I'm always doing stuff, so I don't really know. But I would say years from now, that's more of that's more of my thing. I like long term goals. Um, because yeah. short term goals, I'm always knocking that out every day. I can't even have a day where it doesn't involve some type of aspect of work because I've been working so many years. It's like a built up system now. But as far as long term goals, I feel like you have to keep the energy and the stigma to keep those going. Or you can find yourself find yourself staying stagnant and not even realizing it because you're just comfortable. But um, long-term goals, I would say, let me say not even five years. I'm going to say three years from now. I want to have at least 500 girls underneath Join the Girl Boss Movement. And I want to have planned my first successful march in Washington, D.C. I want to do a march so bad, a women's march for um, just women rights and things like that. Um, As far as I feel like there should be more resources in the school starting off to show women how to be entrepreneurs. That's mm. like my big thing. Um, that's what I really want to do. I talk about yeah. that all the time. I yeah. want to have collabed with some type of major corporation. Definitely. That gives me five years from now. The rest, whatever God want for me, I want for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a uh... And, well, and I'm not st- even a goal person anymore because I feel like goals, when people don't reach goals, they get depressed and they want to stop because they feel like they failed themselves. But when you don't think about it and you're just grateful for where you are and you just continue on and you give yourself like landmarks, I feel like it's a little bit better. Like, hey, I landed here. I'm good. I'm great. I'm happy this happened. Instead of I better do this, this date. We all do that. I have to have this by the time I'm this age. It's always like an age thing. Yeah. It right. dooms you, sets you up for failure. Mm. No, I love it. I love it. You know, I, well, ain't no stopping you, Major. You know, mm-hmm. have you ever um, thought about the TEDx? Uh, speaking oh my God. Circuit? Did I even not? Did I not say that in goals? Why did I forget that? TEDx, have to, have to do it. I'm like a TEDx, like a. I can see TEDx, you. It's like fanatic, like a crazy person, TEDx crazy person. <laughs> So I just recently connected with TEDx St. Louis, and um, I've been working with them pretty well. They're 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 great. Mitch is amazing. She runs TEDx St. Louis. She's amazing. Um, that's right up your alley. How's hmm? that? That's right up your alley. That's yeah, right up my alley. Perfect. But the thing is, I need to get into TEDx LA, or I don't even I don't even know. Yeah, they have a TEDx LA, but or TEDx Orange County, I believe. She was oh. telling me I need to collab with one of them. The thing about it is TEDx is a, a little bit more difficult to get into, definitely. Especially really? trying to have your own segment. Definitely pretty difficult, but it's possible. So that's definitely one of my long-term goals, and I have to do it. I have to. Essence is one of my dreams also. Just the Essence article. Okay. Probably die yeah. for one of those. <laughs> yeah. No, Major, that's... Uh, um... Well, you're definitely an inspiration, Major. I mean, you, Thank you. you're doing so much. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the cool thing for me is I, I get to bring on guests every week, you know, and become inspired and learn and uh, get, you know, get a shot in the arm every week, man. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, where, before we wrap things up, Major, where, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Uh, your website, social media, all that good stuff. So my social media is... 
Instagram at Major Slusher. That is M-A-J-O-R-S-L-U-S-H-E-R. Um, Twitter, where I always put inspirational, like all day long, just inspirational quotes to blow the socks off of people. Um, I'm not like a random thought person. There's always like inspiration on Twitter. So if you want those random gems, uh, Kanaya Slusher, K-A-N-I-Y-A. S-L-U-S-H-E-R. Kanai is my real name. <laughs> um, and that's about it. That's my main yeah. socials that I have. Um, if you want to listen to any of my speeches, it is now live on all platforms, titles, Spotify, Apple Music, things like that. I kind of have it set up like it's a song, but it's not. But that's so it can reach a wider audience, I feel like. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I put music behind it. I kind of mix it. I do like a crazy thing with my speeches. I mix it with music and kind of give people that everyday listen. For sure. No, I've seen them. They're very, very... Oh, uh, yes, you can find me on Apple Music at Major Slusher. If you have an iPhone, you have to go download Aftermath. Like, there's there's no way you can't download it. Yeah. There's no way. YouTube, I, Major Slusher. You're all over the place, Major. <laughs> You know, I, you. I like real, you know, real quick. I do want to mention uh, st- stimulation, right? That uh, that post you have on Instagram. Correct me oh, if I'm the, wrong. Um, speech stimulation. Yes, and that's it's, your it's, favorite. Well, no, I, I, I like it. I like it. I, I it caught my eye. It caught my attention, and and, and it's it's amazing. It's uh, and it, I'm gonna quote it. It's uh, your purpose is going to chase you, even when you don't feel like it is. It's going to eat at you. And that just really touched me, you know, touched my heart. And it's so true, you know, uh, whatever, once you, I think once we find what we, what our purpose is, you know, I, at least for me, you know, I, you wanted to, you wanted to come, you want to go after it. You want to pursue it. You know what? Really true. Talk a little bit about that quote. You know, what, what, what were you, what was the message you were trying to convey or what does it mean to you? To me, it means everything. Um, it's my everyday quote, honestly. I always feel like I want to give up sometimes. And people wouldn't even assume that about me. It gets really hard and difficult, especially when you're doing it by yourself, which a lot of people are. So that should be very relatable. And it should just give you even more hope that it's possible for you to do so. Anything, anything you want to do. It gets so difficult. It gets to a point to where it's like, I want to throw the towel in. So you can't look at successful people and feel like, you know, we're at a point to where we don't think that because we all do. Um, so that quote to me was just my everyday feeling. Keep going. My purpose like bothers me. Even when I'm like, screw this. I can't. I have to do it. I will give everything I have to be where I want to be. Generally, that's how I feel. Like, that's the only thing I live for. When people ask me what I have to live for, it's my business. It's my vision. I have nothing else to live for. That's just how I feel. So that's what that quote means to me. It's really, like, my life. Definitely. Definitely. No, I love it. And like I said, it really hit hit home for me. And it's, um, yeah, it just makes so much sense, you know, what you said. Um, you know, you got you got to go after what you love in life. You know, you got to go after your goals, your dreams, and it, it sounds cliche almost, right? But Yeah, everything, all quotes I feel like sound cliche, but like when I'm going through stuff and I read a quote or like I'm overthinking about a situation, 
I think about a quote and I'm like, this quote is really deep. It's so cliche. People may say it all the time, but they don't understand. Quotes are like simple passwords to life. If you live by it, you, you are blocking out so many bad experiences that could happen because you have a password. People don't understand that because they think it's cliche. They hear it too much. It doesn't matter. That's the whole point. That's why they're yeah. so simple and short because they want you to overlook it. But I feel like visionary people are really giving you the keys to how they did it in a short in a short manner. Yeah. And it's only up to you to go about it in that direction. Passwords to life. I love it, Major. Well, I, I see why you're, you've been so successful. And Thank but, you. Uh, absolutely. You know, I'm going to continue to follow you, Major. And um, now you're, 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 you know, you're profile pod alum and uh, anything I could do to help you. It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, you know, hopefully we can collab in the, in the future and we will. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wish you nothing but the utmost success and, um, and everything that you do. And I know you're going to continue to, to ascend into the, the stratosphere. So um, I want to thank you for, for coming on and taking the time and, uh, and and uh, so you know, thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you for having me. I love this. This segment was everything. I can't wait for my audience to hear it. Um, maybe they'll get a lot of questions they've been wondering answered. This was just yeah. great. I thank you for taking the time to really care about my vision and my dream, and I care about the profile pod. So we're going up together. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Noah. Of course, man. It's it's. Uh... It's an honor having you here, and uh, let's continue. Like I said, let's continue to build and, and, and move on up. And um, so, ladies and gentlemen, there you have a major slusher, <laughs> entrepreneur, extraordinaire, speaker, activist, just killing the game. Thank you. Successful since thirteen years old. Thirteen, gosh. Um, go give her a follow. Go check her out. She's all over social media. And uh, you will sure be inspired. Go give her a follow. So once again, Major, thank you so much for being here. And I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for being here. If you're on the audio, whether you're on YouTube, it's uh, it's always an honor being your guest here on the Profile Pod. Uh, like I said, go give, go give Major a, a, a follow. She's doing big things, man. Big things. Unbelievable. 13 years old. Entrepreneur. And uh, it's just amazing. Amazing story. So she's out here in California, SoCal, you know, Los Angeles area, killing the game. And if you see, look at her Instagram, you'll see what she's doing. So it's no, it's no uh, secret. So once again, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you guys next time here on the Profile Pod. I'm Double A, your host for Major Slusher. Uh, go give a like, follow, subscribe share, repost. It's all that good stuff, man. All that good stuff. And, and give me a, a rate and review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and don't forget to do that. Okay? So thanks again for being here. We will see you guys next time. And always remember to take it easy. Peace. <laughs>